Welcome back to the third episode of Figuring It Out. Today we have with us Mr. Aditya Bhul, who currently works as a senior research associate at Center for Policy Research. Graduated in the year 2011, he has an experience of more than eight years in the field of academic research. If you are someone who always had a drive to pursue research, or if you are someone facing a dilemma of career choices, we hope this offers you some clarity and hopefully sparks an interest in the deep and exciting field of research. Aditya, which feels weird because I've not called you that in years. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. It's so also uh, the call with me today is Supraja, and the reason I began the call by saying that I haven't called Aditya Aditya in years is because I think not just me but anybody who knows him in Gokhale has always referred to him as Bol, and which is how I'm going to continue to refer to you in this particular episode as well. That's fine by me. <laughs> so for so, people who are listening to this episode, if I had to introduce Bol, which I've in a sense done in the intro in any case but if i had to really introduce the guy i would introduce him as two things one serious respect for the amount of alcohol he's able to put into his system at least that used to be the case i don't know if it's true even now and most of that alcohol was consumed with me in those two years that he spent at gokhale institute the second way i would introduce him is of all the people i have taught and gotten assignments from there is only one person i know who has spoken about or written about aristotle in an assignment so it's a weird thing to begin with bol but why don't you tell our listeners about the whole aristotle story so what can i say uh, either way like if it comes to uh, drinking or if it comes to uh, learning uh, in the classes or outside of the classes at gokhale institute ashish sir has always pushed us to the edge and beyond <laughs> so uh, like uh, as he mentioned like uh, we have had epic drinking sessions where also we would discuss about different things and like the topics would essentially be limitless uh, we would talk about different policies we would talk about the classes we would gossip about uh, different people within the institute uh, <laughs> and we would we would uh, uh, talk about the you know any kind of politics uh, happening around that time so like back then i remember the big thing was big uh, movement uh, uh, 2010 were in the Correct, 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 correct. Yeah, yeah, the Anazare movement essentially. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so we would talk about that, and then within the uh, classes, obviously, we would talk about. Uh, we would try to abide by the curriculum, but <laughs> then oftentimes we would go on mad tangents, and uh, we would uh, start talking about different philosophical issues. I remember there was one particular uh, day at college in our uh, pubico class, so we started discussing about this movie Inception. and this is in context to uh, the incident that uh, ashish sir just mentioned about me writing about aristotle so essentially uh, he started asking us questions during that lecture which took a very weird philosophical ang- uh, turn so uh, he started asking about uh, what is an ideal good and uh, he started talking about how different philosophers different thinkers over time have named different things as an ideal good so for example aristotle as he mentioned uh, has called knowledge as an ideal good friedman had called freedom as an ideal good and when he asked around that anybody else has any idea of what an ideal good should be and he asked me and then i said love because john lennon said that <laughs> love is an ideal good love is the answer So yeah so that's how I ended up with totally different assignment compared to what the rest of the class uh, was assigned and uh, I was asked to do a paper on an ideal good and I ended up doing this research. in retrospect bowl we got the timing wrong we should have had this discussion after interstellar then your answer would have made even more sense oh my god 
<laughs> but yeah, so super yeah. I'm sorry to report that those kind of discussions haven't happened in a long time in a class like this. But if anybody from the current batch wants to take inspiration, I'm more than happy to bring in topics pertaining to philosophy, even when you're talking about who knows Microsoft Excel. So that introduction uh, apart, Bol, the thing that we wanted to speak to you about is, and I keep saying this in every uh, interview that we start with or every conversation we start with, a lot of things have gone wrong in your life and my life. But the one thing that hasn't gone wrong is we having to pass out of Gokhale Institute in the year 2020. That unfortunately is down to this particular batch. And I keep reminding everybody who's on the call with me about this repeatedly. And I'm sure Supraja and Shreja are tired of hearing me say this again and again. But can you imagine trying to figure out what the world is going to look like in June 2021 and whether it is placements or going for studies abroad or trying to fashion a career for yourself? It's a mad time to graduate. So it's essentially a whirlpool. It's what I'd call it. And nobody knows what the outcome of this would be. So (laughs) we are all, uh, all we can do is be optimistic about uh, the outcome. So that that's uh, pretty much uh, the condition that I find myself in because because you I updated you about my uh, situation my uh, right. regarding applications and the job situation essentially so I still continue to work at the Center for Policy Research where I work with the urbanization vertical and within mm-hmm. the urbanization vertical I work with the Scaling City Institutions for India project where we do uh, research on different issues really so primarily we have been working on water and sanitation related issues mm-hmm. in both urban and rural areas and then uh, in the last few years we have been working on land titles land rights and uh, rental markets in urban areas and these sort of issues the reason why i mentioned that over the years because i have been working at cpr for a pretty long time i am currently in my uh, eighth year Okay, I joined uh, CPR in uh, 2013 and I, I, I have been with them ever since. Yeah. And I pretty much like the place because it's got a very heterodox environment, I'd say, because people from different pedagogical training work at CPR. So within each and every team, there are different verticals, first of all, at CPR. So different research verticals. I work with the urbanization vertical. So there's an economic policy vertical. There's, there's the land rights initiative. There's the climate change vertical. There's an accountability initiative and so on and so forth. And then within each of these verticals, you find people coming from different backgrounds, different disciplines, different parts of the country. So it really creates a very conducive environment for good, healthy exchanges relating Mm -hmm. to different topics. And oftentimes we would end up discussing uh, about our own research and then we would, you know, spiral out of it into other topics uh, regarding um, contemporary events, uh, the protests that have been happening in Delhi, that happened earlier in Delhi, and then similar, similar issues we would end up talking about. So yeah, so that's pretty much about what I do at CPR and the, the kind of work that I do at uh, CPR. If there, uh, there's anything in particular you'd like to know about the kind of work at CPR, then I'd be happy to talk about it. Sure, I can keep the discussion going on forever, but let's bring Supraja into this discussion. If based yeah, on yeah. all of what you've heard her say, uh, sorry, heard him say, uh, Supraja, which is the one area that to you sounds most appealing in terms of wanting to know more about it? As a student, as and also looking for uh, people who want to start research, I would like to ask him when he started on this journey. What problems did he initially face? Because that is something even students of Gokhale would question. If I want to start doing research now, then where should I start and how should I start? So what tips could you give to us? 
so at uh, gokhale uh, by now you must have realized that there's like a good mix of people who would like to get into the corporate sector there'd be uh, people who would like to get into uh, teaching in particular and then people who would like to get into research of different kinds academic or mm-hmm. you know consultative research so there's as of now uh, there's uh, a lot of scope in um, the consulting business i'd say okay so a lot of uh, work is done by these multinational foundations which mm-hmm. are essentially pumping money to the development sector in our country and i'd i'll get to that uh, topic later but then back in 20 uh, 2009 uh, 11 when i was at gokhale institute i realized my love for research by taking certain subjects at the institution okay so what gokhale offers is a diverse set of uh, you know papers to choose from uh, back then we used to have a bunch of mandatory papers compulsory papers and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of optional papers and then we also used to have the liberty uh, to audit papers that we wanted to study right it's my personal opinion but i think the audit system might have been scrapped because uh, something that i had done which is a shame by the way but uh, uh, anyway uh, move, moving uh, from that yeah let's see the audience hanging what exactly what happened I, i think those kind of stories are told best over some liquid oh. beverages okay yeah sure. so, okay so the so, audit thing didn't happen yeah so anyways mm-hmm. so like because of the di- uh, diversity and the uh, curriculum uh, which strikes a balance between quantitative and qualitative courses of different kinds okay so that was essentially the appeal for me to join gokhale institute you know over and above other institutions that i had gotten into right and then when you study these subjects and the way the faculty at gokhale used to approach these topics was very easy going very smooth and part of the reason for that i suppose was the fact that like uh, there were very few students in our batch back then mm-hmm. so like the fac- faculty to student ratio was very high and that was the reason why we used to have very good exchanges with our faculty right okay. and then during those exchanges in uh, inside of the uh, classes and outside of the classes i realized that i have a keenness to do academic research to write uh, papers because i enjoyed uh, doing uh, some of our assignments at gokhale so uh, it really comes down to the kind of assignments that you get and you have to figure out what subjects you like what assignments you really love doing and that sort of you know gives you some clarity about your preferences and using those kind of giving that kind of clarity it becomes easier for you to narrow down your options to what career choices you would like to uh, pursue and then and and then comes the uh, question about what kind of organization should you look at so when it comes to research also you could uh, you have the options of joining purely academic institutions like a lot of people go to uh, the iim a lot of people go to uh, institutions like uh, azim premji okay so there are mm-hmm. sort of institutions where you could do certain kind of research work and then there are other institutions which are you know so to say ngos uh, non profit policy think tanks where you could pursue a different kind of career path and you could do different sort of research and then in course of doing that research you obviously figure out the nuances behind uh, different kinds of research some research would entail just number crunching okay where you would be required to 
look at census data or like the national sample survey data and then try to figure out uh, different research questions and the answers to them through quantitative analysis of this kind of data. While on the other hand, there'd be research institutions which would require you to go on the field. Okay, so that gives you a different kind of perspective then. Not only would you be required to do quantitative analysis using different data sets, but also you would have the opportunity to go on the field and engage with different stakeholders. Okay, the stakeholders could be public stakeholders or the citizens or private stakeholders, different institutions, different civil societies. And that gives you a different kind of perspective uh, altogether. And that's where the qualitative part of different kinds of uh, research comes in. So it then depends how you, uh, what kind of uh, uh, research would you really like to do? And then you obviously have the opportunity to interact with uh, different faculty at Gokhale Institute. And then I'm guessing that Gokhale still uh, conducts these seminars and talk uh, of different kinds where you can yep. engage yep. with uh, where you can engage with uh, faculty coming from different institutions or not just faculty coming from different institutions but like even practitioners People and from other professionals right. professionals yeah. uh, essentially mm-hmm. of different kinds. yeah so uh, well, let me circle back to one thing that you said at the start of uh, the answer that you gave right now and this is related to a topic that uh, i know supraja has a couple of questions about but let me begin at the very beginning how do you as a student choose what kind of assignment to write and how do you go about picking and modifying assignments to suit your own research interest? Okay, so uh, that kind of uh, understanding really uh, comes from your general interests in life, like what motivates you, what drives you. So say, for Mm -hmm. example, uh, you might be interested in, uh, since you're studying economics, you might be interested in how the banking system works. Right. Okay, so a, a lot of my friends were interested in that aspect of economics. Okay, I for one, I was more interested in um, how the government spends its money, how uh, does the government carry out different development work. That became the starting point for me. And then from that particular point, I tried to figure out what would be the right subjects for me to study. Okay, so like, for example, if I'm talking about development work, then I uh, became interested in um, how is the government spending on transportation. Then mm-hmm. I ended up taking transportation economics, which was offered at Gokhale. And then I was interested in uh, how wages are paid to different uh, kinds of labor. So then I got into learning labor economics. And then during the lectures and what is taught in the classes, okay, within mm-hmm. the confines of the classroom. So all of these theories that are taught, okay, you need to develop a pension to essentially apply them in the real world. So mm-hmm. what really happens with economics is that a lot of the times these theories that you learn, okay, so if it's not taught properly or say, for example, you happen to miss a class or two, it becomes very difficult for you to place the theory in the real world situation. Then it becomes very important that you understand the application of anything that you're studying. So it essentially works both ways. So what your interests are and then what subjects you choose to study. And then after that, when you're studying these subjects and when you're learning about new theories, then how do you find the applications in the real world in the past and in the contemporary times both? And to which I would add, uh, in a sense, what you're also saying is make sure that you're learning that subject so as to feed your own appetite to learn whatever it is that you are fundamentally interested in. Exactly, Mm -hmm. exactly. And don't and be afraid to walk up to a prof and say, Ki, yeah, 
well not yaar maybe that might not go down well with the prof but sir yeah. or madam as a case maybe you might want to think about can i do the assignment but not the way you suggested can i tweak it in this particular way and i'm sure yeah. most professors will be more than willing to have that conversation yeah specifically regarding assignment obviously like you do have the liberty as ashish sir mentioned to you know mention that like i would like to look at it from this angle i would like to uh, you know try and uh, yeah. incorporate uh, these theories uh, into my mm-hmm. assignment would, would that be okay but you'd be surprised bol i think in the last 10 years you're probably the only student who's come up to at least me and i'd be quite curious to hear what other faculty members have to say at least to me you're the only person who's come up and asked can i do this instead of this and what i worry is most people end up writing assignment very mechanically ki theek hai bol diya to chalo kar dete hain but mm-hmm. that's one thing that maybe can change especially this year now that you have the time to sit at home or wherever you are and reflect on how you can learn better tweaking assignments to suit your own research interests forces you i would argue to first of all figure out for yourself what your research interests are and that's a good yeah. question yeah. to ask yourself but supraja you had a related question to this so one is assignments but eventually as you start to graduate into your own career that also mm-hmm. translates into papers right so would you have any follow up questions along these lines uh okay so uh i'll take one particular point which you mentioned right now that you should relate your economic theory to uh, the reality and the practicalities so uh one thing even during the course of doing assignments is that the students have to do a literature so a uh, problem which we students face in that is face a lot of noise and by that i mean ki uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a plethora of research happening in which many of the topics are uh, what uh, are not which we will call very practical or are not practical and applicable so how would you nudge the people or how would you even uh, advise the students to engage in more practical research and which is if i may be so bold to say more useful well uh, when it comes to research uh... you would uh, be surprised to find that a lot of the research out there is just for the sake of doing research and there's absolutely exactly. nothing nothing wrong with that okay so it's for the pure love of you know trying to stumble upon something new okay mm-hmm. that will exist but then like you're talking about practicality in the sense of uh, doing specific jobs uh, within mm-hmm. certain deadlines and stuff then obviously like uh, whatever assignment you have been given or like whatever uh, you know problem you have at hand you have to like break it down break it down to like its basis level and figure out like what are the specific elements of the research that you need to look at so literature review can uh, can take you a really long time there's so much literature out there and you very rightly pointed that out what you really have to do is that like you have to figure a way out to understand what you intend to do with the research okay and that you can only arrive at that by coming uh, breaking down your research to two or three research questions at max so yeah. once you once you're able to do that then like you can uh, you know run your searches based on these research questions that i need to look at this okay this part of the problem and i need to look at this timeline i don't need like papers from the 19th century okay that sort of a thing so once you break it down to what your research purpose is what your research agenda is then it becomes very easy for you to follow follow it up with the adequate amount of literature review and then the adequate kind of citations because citations are really important and 
the absolute brilliant thing about stumbling upon um, new uh, research while doing literature review is that it gives you new ideas uh, what i'm really trying to say is that like instead you can of often useful tangents ye padte padte acha ye bhi ho sakta hai and it ah, just branches exactly. off into its own exactly tree. exactly yeah. it, it could take you to new understandings that you would have never contemplated earlier two things that i take away from what you just said bol uh, one is the fact that and i myself was guilty of this when i was a master student at gokhale institute when somebody says write a research paper i want to paint the whole canvas that i can think of but research papers are actually about taking one small tiny pixel and making sure that that pixel is as clear as possible yeah. but i think that's something that at least not necessarily only students at gokhale but all master students struggle with what you learn in the textbook is very different and very broad compared to what you should write a research paper about in fact pick mm-hmm. the smallest topic you can think of and see how well you can research it so is that something that you learned on the job or was it something that you were on the job with on the job to be honest <laughs> because like uh, when when you are asked to go through volumes of literature what you end up really doing and this is it might be a lesson to you i suppose and you may find this useful so what i really do mm-hmm. is when i am uh, researching a certain topic is that when i uh, go through uh, different research papers i do not necessarily go through them in their entirety mm-hmm. the most cru- the most crucial aspect of any research paper is its abstract yep right okay so mm-hmm. so uh, like you really have to develop that skill to write abstracts for your research paper because it's a very concise description of your entire paper how long soever it may be right if it's a good abstract then then only you decide to go through the entire paper and then like you begin with the introduction but then in the introduction also you need to skim through certain things which might be mm-hmm. rhetorical okay you might already know about these things so you just need to skim through the papers and then like once you have gotten a gist of the research questions and what the author is trying to achieve from the research paper in the analysis if it interests you further then only you go through the analysis and then like mm-hmm. ob- obviously like you will have your own personal preferences if you would like a certain kind of methodological approach to a research paper if you are more interested in say some sort of uh, econometric analysis or if you are not interested in any kind of econometric analysis if you just want a qualitative assessment you want to understand anecdotal evidence mm-hmm. regarding any topic any subject then you take the call after understanding the research questions and after obviously having gone through the abstract and deep and this is something that you will have to do in the research sector by the way write many many abstracts write many concept notes because like what we end up doing at cpr is that we have to always write these concept notes and background uh, background notes for the donor region mm-hmm. and if like our concept notes okay the concept notes then would uh, obviously include a certain amount of abstract a small abstract a brief description about what you intend to do with the research and then some preliminary analysis and this is pretty much mm-hmm. the name of the game essentially this is the formula for any kind of research activity that you will be required yeah. to do because uh, if it comes to applying for funding if it comes to applying for uh, when it comes to applying for presenting at a conference for example okay then this is all you required to do and once you have and which is why i mentioned earlier that like breaking down the uh, research is very crucial because that helps you figure it out in a very stepwise manner right so uh, to uh, give you another example from my own personal experience i never studied 
Econometrics paper two at Gokhale Institute. During our time, Econometrics <laughs> paper two, Econometrics paper two included you know logistic regressions, forecasting, and I realized that I'm probably never going to use these things. So back then, that that was my idea, and I was more interested in uh, studying other subjects like economic sociology, environmental economics. Obviously, like we can choose only so many subjects, right? We can't mm-hmm. overexert ourselves. Not not that we do at Gokhale, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you you get the vibe, right? So, yes, yes. So so then I I never studied econometrics paper two, but uh, when it actually came uh, time to working on certain uh, research ideas, I realized that I uh, in order to do an econometric analysis, I would have to employ logistic regression. So in order to figure out. <laughs> This is one research that I had done, which is uh, on understanding inequalities in access to toilets in urban areas. Okay, so in order to show probabilities across different social groups in different states and across different kinds of infrastructure access, like access to pipe water supply or groundwater supply, and or like different access to uh, drainage systems. Okay, so I realized that I would have to. learn logistic regression and i i learned it on my own so Correct. you there's a lot of learning on the job by the way in the research mm-hmm. sector so couple of things that i wanted to speak about which i'll make a mental note of but i think supraja had a she was almost dying to <laughs> ask the question whether i'm finished speaking so let's go with supraja first and then i'll ask the two questions that i had in mind go ahead supraja yeah. so go ahead i'll ask in the end no no please go ahead uh, go ahead shoot okay so okay so sir uh, okay so one particular question which i myself have asked myself and uh, many students actually what is a quality research paper how do you write one this is a question which bothers everyone and uh, how does one do it and how do you rate it okay so i'm <laughs> have, have you seen have you seen uh, seinfeld the show seinfeld uh, no sir Oh, no, no, wait. No, no, oh yeah. Oh right. You're a millennial. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, uh, so there's one particular, uh, you know, episode character character in uh, Seinfeld, George Costanza. Costanza. Uh, yeah. So I'm 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 going to quote him. So he he essentially talks uh, about lying. Okay. So what he says okay. is that if you believe in it, then it's not a lie. Okay. okay. So what I'm really trying to say is that like you have to. believe in whatever you're doing in order to make it a good research paper okay so there is no okay. uh, you know nothing written in stone about the quality of a research paper people mm-hmm. have different preferences uh, the entire thing is very subjective okay there is no objective answer to this and which is why it really boils down to your research agenda your research questions and mm-hmm. what you what new analysis are you bringing to the table because okay. it's very it's very easy in the research sector to emulate uh, others research okay mm-hmm. okay uh, it it uh, sometimes it uh, in in the simplest form it could be like you are deriving from certain ideas and you're citing them and quoting them okay but then what extra thing are you bringing uh, to the research to the knowledge base about one particular mm-hmm. subject matter okay so once you have that then all you have to do is figure out what techniques and tools to employ whether they mm-hmm. are quantitative techniques or qualitative techniques 
see, uh, see I have, I have re repeatedly been emphasizing on qualitative techniques because in the research sector, what often happens is that people studying economics okay, are often, uh, you know, accused of colonizing the entire research field. Okay. It's a fair accusation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there, uh, there are so many other approaches to given topics. Okay. Uh, speaking of the whole uh, spectrum of humanities, there's so many mm -hmm. other subjects which allow you to employ different new methods to a particular kind of research. Okay, which are often discounted by economists. So that should not be the case. Okay, so what okay. essentially then uh, needs to be done by you guys at Gokhale is that like you have to figure out a way to strike a balance between the quantitative and the qualitative techniques. Right, okay. So in terms of a quality research paper, in addition to what Bol said right now, Supraja, I would add that the best way to write a quality research paper is to scratch your own itch. And what I mean by that is figure out what are the problems that you are most interested in researching make that mm -hmm. the central theme of your body of research. So rather than write an assignment because the prof told you to write a paper because that's part of your job description or KRE or whatever it is, what is the one mm -hmm. question that you have that you just desperately need answered in one sentence? Okay. And try and build a research body around that one sentence. So for example, it may be in my case this year, it is how can we make higher education more relevant? So mm -hmm. the reason I want to work on this podcast, the reason I want to read books about higher education, because that to me is the question that we need to answer in the year 2020. How can we make higher education more relevant to everybody who is working in it or associated with it? And once I make that my central focus, then writing research papers actually becomes easy because everything is predicated around that. Mm -hmm. But until, and this in a sense is what Aditya is saying, unless you know what area you want to work in, quality papers can't be produced because you aren't, in a sense, scratching your own itch, so to speak. So, when you don't have to do this from inside, then you don't have to do paper. Right, okay. That's so, uh, to circle back to what you were saying, Aditi, and the two questions that I had in mind, uh, Tyler Coven, econ prof I greatly admire, he often says that he advises his PhD students in the strictest voice that he can manage, ki tell me about your thesis in one sentence. Yeah. And then a student takes a couple of weeks to finally figure out how to answer that. And then Tyler Cowan says, all right, expand this into a paragraph. Hmm. Exactly. And you basically keep doing that and you end up eventually with an abstract, the sections in your thesis. And it takes a long time, but eventually you have a thesis. And I think what most people do when they are studying at the master's level is do it the other way around. They finish writing the paper and then write the abstract. But if you force yourself to write the tweet first and the thesis later, Writing a very short tweet actually takes up a much larger amount of time because you want to be very clear about what you're writing. Right. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. true. So that would be my recommendation to any student who's trying to figure out how to build a paper or how to think about writing a paper. Don't think of the largest thing in the world. Think of, in fact, the smallest thing in the world and then figure out what you might want to add to that one sentence. And the other thing that I wanted to speak about, Aditya, is let me ask you this question. Given all of what you have done so all of those proposals that you have sent and so on and so forth yeah. what do you wish had been taught to you in Gokhale that would have made it possible for you to be a better worker right from the word go so what was missing in your education oh that's a great question I must say and uh, my immediate response to this would be that like there were actually a couple of courses at Gokhale which are very underrated which I found to be very uh, instructive Okay, so essentially, like, uh, we had this very short course on research methodology. And right. this was this was a part of the, the dissertation that we had to do uh, during our time. 
we were actually mandated to do the dissertation but i was glad that we were mandated because that brought us that brought uh, myself and a lot of other uh, uh, batchmates of mine closer to the research sector mm-hmm. and uh, in the research methodology we were taught about how to approach a research paper so the kind of stuff that i'm talking about right now so i suppose if you opt for a dissertation if you like maybe put this suggestion before the uh, fac- faculty supraja i'm addressing you here okay mm-hmm. ashish sir is here you can take it up with him and he's also listening <laughs> to this so that's one that's one um, topic that is very crucial for everybody yeah. to learn not just uh, not just people who are aspiring to uh, get an on campus job or anything because they also find it useful okay because report writing is essentially what we have to do this is what your life is going to be after college by the way like <laughs> so you have to write endless reports so research methodology is one and then besides that i think a topic on um, public policy okay which would sort of be an interdisciplinary topic we do have public finance and public economics and then i think there was uh, there are separate uh, uh, subjects of uh, environmental economics and then i studied economic sociology so i'm going to keep talking about that uh, so public policy essentially uh, what that uh, allows you to do is it allows you to juxtapose what you learn during your classes onto real life situations mm-hmm. where you try to make sense of what's happening around the world okay say for example very recently there was a new education policy okay so okay. how would you how, how how would you interpret the new education policy how uh, uh, like what are the pros and cons of the current policy what were the pros and cons of the earlier policies and what have been the significant improvements uh, on that front uh, with the new policy okay something like that so this is something that we end up doing uh, in public economics in any case but then when it comes to public policy what you end up doing is that you look at very specific policies ongoing policies
also uh, when you get to analyze current policies try to justify uh, certain of the moves made by the current government or like object to certain of the moves made by the government okay so that gives you a whole lot of understanding about different theories that go into uh, creating these policies and also the outcomes the short term and long term outcomes of these policies so if you're able to forecast and predict to some extent that whether mm-hmm. a policy is uh, can be implemented properly or not what may be the loopholes in the government machinery which may impede the proper implementation of a policy so public policy and research methodology these are the two things i uh, would say that would do wonders for people who are aspiring a career in policy research fair enough i'll also add uh, to the show notes uh, to the extent that we're able to share it bol uh, any yeah. proposals you've written there in the public domain if there are any so that students can get an idea of how to get better at writing these proposals number 1 and number 2 i'll also link to an older episode that i had interviewed where i interviewed uh, zubair nakvi who speaks okay. about how to think about policy making while working as a student yeah mm-hmm. okay all right i just so, have one more question uh, uh, yes sorry go ahead yeah. So, uh, quickly interrupt zubair shared a note on how to think of uh, public policy so i had recorded an episode with him i'll share it with you also both uh, right. once we are yeah, done over here yeah so i just have one more question and supraja might have a couple more so my yeah. question is very simple how while you are a student how do you go about trying to prepare yourself for a career in specifically policy making it's in a sense the same question that i asked zubair about a year ago but what can you do specifically to prepare yourself better for a career in policy making so one is like you said the two subjects that you just mentioned unfortunately not both of them are offered as a subject right now but in addition to that what can you read what can you see who should you speak to and how should you network with like minded individuals whether mm-hmm. in college or outside my first uh, suggestion would be for all the students at gokhale to do a deep dive into the news everyday news okay just keep a tab of what's going on around you uh, what's happening um, uh, with the government okay uh, not just like the uh, national government of india but also government uh, elsewhere okay of different other countries okay so keep a track of the national and global news and also try and understand the local news and uh, besides that you obviously have to read a whole lot of different journals you might choose to read news weeklies or pure academic journals or any other kind of journal okay whichever journal interests you say for example you like caravan magazine yeah so just like do not hesitate get a copy of caravan magazine every month i think it's a monthly magazine get copy of caravan magazine go through it from front page to the back page and then after that uh, it comes to attending different conferences so keep a look out for different conferences that are being organized in whichever city you're living and right now it's all the more convenient because everything has been switched to the web form okay so it's all webinars okay. right now okay so keep a track of different webinars okay i i i suppose the way you can do that is spend some time on the websites of the research institutions uh, that you like if you admire a particular research institution for the kind of work that they do say for example you're interested in public finance then national institute for public finance policy is the institution that you should be looking at mm-hmm. follow their uh, website and 
all of these institutions actually have their own blog correct okay they have their own blogs and then they upload their research on their uh, website so like at cpr for example a uh, whole bunch of us end up writing op-eds for different newspapers okay and then uh, uh, we end up writing academic papers full length research papers or like we end up writing policy brief depending on what your research appetite is okay what topics you are interested in accordingly you can uh, keep a tab of the research organizations which engage in this kind of research and dutifully and habitually uh, follow their blogs updates publications whatever mm-hmm. yeah yeah am i sounding too preachy of the record by the way that that that's a job before. description this call man you supposed to sound preachy <laughs> oh my god so uh, yeah right. so uh, that's about it uh, and then um, and when it comes to networking also like feel free to reach out to the gokhale alumni okay so gokhale has mm-hmm. a splendid alumni network i i in fact used to be part of the alumni committee and i uh, used to organize the alumni uh, meetings the annual meet and uh, alumni uh, meets that we used to have and it's great when you reach out to somebody from gokhale who attended gokhale in the 70s for example okay mm-hmm. okay somebody who reached, uh, you know attended gokhale in the 90s so you get different perspectives from different people okay yep. everyone lived through different times okay and when they were attending gokhale so they were in a different they were in the midst of a different you know uh, political uh, setting okay political With, social sociological yeah sociological mm-hmm. setting exactly right so you learn end up learning a lot from them obviously like you can strike up a conversation with them about their career choices and maybe glean from their mistakes or their things that they have learned along the way so yeah. you do realize both that the shoes in the other foot is pretty much exactly what you're doing right now sorry yeah yeah exactly <laughs> it, it actually feels good to share i there are like i i i would like to also warn you about certain things about the research sector if that is something that you would like to know about yes yes please with definitely yes. so as it happens in any field any sector in this entire world there is a problem of being typecasted typecasted into one particular role okay mm-hmm. the moment you are typecasted into a certain role your progress your development your personal development ends there there is no hope for you that's that's at least how i see things okay so you have to constantly evolve you have to constantly push yourself say for example you are good at econometric analysis data analysis okay so when you do join a research organization make sure that you show interest in things besides data analysis you know try and push yourself a step further in the direction which takes you out of your comfort zone all right aditya where can people find you on the internet if people want to get in touch with you how should they reach out i would like to say instagram but i don't think i should so why not instagram yeah. it is i i am not too big on twitter because uh, yeah you know the problems of twitter i i don't think you are very <laughs> active on twitter either i listen i don't speak much yeah it's just all good advice same here so it's like you're binging on gossip uh, <laughs> but, but i i'd say if like writing to me would be uh, the best thing like if you send me a mail 
So cool. I so we'll I, add your I, email address. Yeah, I might not be very prompt in sending uh, the responses, but I will definitely respond. So yeah. Part of me is tempted to play message in a bottle in the background right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So uh, like I, I warned you about the problems in the research sector, and then obviously there's one more thing. It's very hierarchical. It is very hierarchical. Okay. You might think that like if you if you are interested in doing public policy, then why not write the civil services? right the civil mm-hmm. service examinations that's that's a great way to uh, get into public policy as well okay yep so I, i i had a different strategy i i decided to preserve my independence if you will and uh, and then uh, get into you know a policy think tank which would allow me to think independently on certain subjects okay but then even uh, in um, non profit uh, policy think tanks like cpr or like uh, other research uh, organizations like like the research wing of world bank for example okay so you would find yourself uh, in the middle of a hierarchy or like i hope not at the bottom of the hierarchy but like somewhere in the middle of the hierarchy so you do not have to worry about the hierarchy all you have to figure out is that one good idea which separates you from the rest okay so that idea can come in form of uh, uh, writing an op-ed it can come in form of writing a, a research paper but you like really have to push yourself and strive forward in that direction so do not be typecasted do not pay heed to the hierarchy okay and uh, what else and keep 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 listening to good music also. so any, any anything more that you'd like to know no i think that about wraps it up cool bol thank you so much for making the time thanks thanks so much for having me Thank you.